0: If you are if you were on a remote island over the weekend and were wondering if the Arizona Cardinals had signed any free agents, have no fear. They haven't. Does it worry my co-host yet? Also, there's still a list of free agents the Arizona Cardinals could sign and save face here. Plus, it's a mock draft Monday brought to you by Drake London, Alex Lancey, Bob Rock, (laughs) Lockdown Cardinals. Here we go. Welcome in Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bob Brock on a Monday edition. Today's epi- episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Free and available on all platforms. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards on Twitter. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like, comment. We're here for the interaction. We love it every day. Thank you for everyone who is on the ride with us. If you were doing a sleep study for the last 72 hours and you were unable to look at a phone or a television, Mm -hmm. the Arizona Cardinals roster is exactly the same as it was before you got hooked up to that contraption and they blissfully put you to sleep. We're in a situation now where I'm starting to wonder how how much you need to worry if I'm overstepping, I'm texting my friends. Like, am I going off the deep end here thinking this is too long. We're a week Mm -hmm. into free agency, you know, the the legal tampering and then five days of free agency. Is it too much to realize that the Cardinals are standing still and in turn falling behind? Bo seems to be the more level headed one (laughs) in the, on this podcast. Bo, are you getting worried yet? Because if so, I may have to go into some sort of shelter here.
1: No, I think at this point, even if you're glued to the TV watching March Madness or you're gearing up for tonight's NHL trade deadline or whatever it may be, uh, you can still get out there like you're a fantasy football GM and pick somebody off the waiver wire. Just, just, Just click it. Just click on, you know, add player at this point. The Arizona Cardinals, I don't know why... They're idle. They refuse to really make any move outside of adding Jeff Gladney, a former first-round pick, to their roster, which I think is a, a you know a sneaky you know move that could reward the team down the line. But look, they still have glaring holes, and they are being to a fault patient uh, as far as waiting for the edge or the cornerback or the wide receiver market, especially the wide. I mean, the wide receiver market is pretty barren at this point. Uh, to, to materialize, Steve Keim and crew. I mean, they have to get after it. I can't imagine that they're going to be dormant for much longer.
0: Yeah, and we said that on Thursday of last week. Yeah. You know, um, on
1: Tuesday. Yeah, the you know? one,
0: the, the one that kind of hurt a little bit. And I kn- I know the Cardinals that the Rams would not trade Robert Woods to the Cardinals for a sixth round pick. I know that. Okay, I tweeted that out. I'm fully aware that they would not have traded him in division. That wasn't the point of the tweet. Them upgrading a wide receiver to Allen Robinson, I do think it's an upgrade. Robert Woods is mm. Robert Woods is a very very undervalued receiver in this in the NFL. He's very underrated. I am one of the first ones to say that, and I think for what they're doing now, I think Cooper Cup can do what Robert Woods does on top of what Cooper Cup does, and Allen Robinson as a secondary piece or maybe tertiary piece if they bring OBJ back after tearing an ACL Robert Woods, I feel like it was time, and, and, it, and it makes sense to have too many cooks in the kitchen to move on from Robert Woods. I think that at least they stood still. But what they're doing is they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They extended their quarterback. They signed one of the more coveted wide receiver free agents. Like, they're doing things. That the Cardinals are standing pat makes it look like Steve Kime is just cool with his extension and cool with this team not not competing and i don't think that that's the case okay and also steve kimes most brash moves were when his ass was on the was on the hot seat and now Mm -hmm. that he's gonna be in the ivory tower for a handful of years after this season you can't help but think that or question the correlation between those two things
1: I, I don't think that he is, you know, if they have, if it's a slow off season and, and they completely just stumble, fall on their face in 2022, I know the an extension, I think he would be shown, you know, he would hopefully be shown the door. Like, I don't think his seat is completely, the heat is completely off of it. But I think, I think what people really need to do is need to separate what the Rams are doing, what other people are doing or other teams are doing outside the, the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals do need to make a move. Like that, that's no doubt about it. But when you look at what the Rams have done, like they lost their starting left tackle. He retired They're, you know, their, their second best pass rusher, Von Miller signed the most lucrative deal of the offseason. He plays for the Buffalo Bills another contender. And then, uh, you know, they're, they bring in Robert or they, they, I, they send Robert Woods packing who I thought, you know, was, I think he's better than Allen Robinson. I know he's as far as a teammate, as far as, you know, there's no reports about Robert Woods quitting on his team. And he hasn't had two down seasons, despite the quarterback play. Um, You know, I think it's a risk for the Rams, but sure, there is going to be high reward if it's another reclamation project like OBJ. Um, I am not convinced that the Rams are better today than they were after they won the title in the NFL in twenty twenty two. But the Arizona Cardinals look; they have to make a move. They just they have to. And I I know, and here's something that everybody knows, but you have to be reminded. Steve Kime, Michael Bidwell, they don't care what you have to say. They Mm -hmm. haven't changed the uniforms. They didn't, like, but also let's keep this in mind, and this is playing a little bit of a devil's advocate, is your view of where their needs are aren't necessarily where they view it. Like, remember the cornerback room, which out of the gates was decent. Like, when Robert Alford was, was healthy, and J.J. Watt was in the, uh, healthy in the, in the front seven. You know this defense was was like the cornerback room looked like something that we were panicking last off about. That actually turned out to be a decent group until injuries reared their ugly head. Um, this this team, this organization, views things a lot differently than the outsiders' perspectives do. Uh, but it still doesn't mean that you know they they need to go out there like there's still op- a ton of open roster spots and voids up and down this roster. Cliff Kingsbury even said at the combine that they need to address the cornerback. And Jeff Gladney's like, I I understand the upside there, but that's not enough. Like you need to add a veteran guy. Like I like that they have Byron Murphy at his age and Marco Wilson in Jeff Gladney but they need a vet guy back. I don't know if that's returning Robert Alford, and that's got a red flag on it because of his injury history and uh you know, they need to add another veteran guy. They just do. And they need to add an edge and they need to add a wide receiver before the draft, like either a slot guy or they need an outside guy. They, they like they have tremendous voids that they haven't addressed and I don't understand like why they're waiting. And then also we get into the we haven't even started the conversation of all the guaranteed dollars. And all the moves that are going as far as the quarterbacks go, you know, the Arizona Cardinals are being put even more in a tougher spot with them quarterback and Kyler Murray and how much he's going to command uh, come extension time.
0: Yeah, and and I was thinking about this over the weekend, and I'm going to kind of formulate something uh, that we can talk about at a later date, but how many players of the 22 starters do opposing coordinators and head coaches have to game plan for on the Cardinals roster right now? Five? Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, James Connor, Rodney Hudson, Buddha Baker—like honestly, game plan for Zach Ertz, six, six. Marcus, and Golden that may be low.
1: That guy. I mean, if you don't, if you don't game plan for Marcus Golden, the junkyard dog, he'll right. You know, but really, but
0: re- so he's a he's a sec.
1: Okay, but really, blue chip guy. J.J. Watt, yeah. You know, like um, J.J. Watt that, again. I think they have more than, and, and that's what they're going to rely on it's another it's another year where they're going to rely on their stars and they they need their stars to play like that. Uh, and that's that's, uh, you know, when we talk about that's thin ice, especially in, in a league where injuries they have they happen to everybody and they and they're inevitable. And the Arizona Cardinals like I just feel like, you know, it's awesome that DeAndre Hopkins, you have big plans for him and, and you the expectation that he continues to play like a top three wide receiver in this league. But. You saw what it looked like without him. You have to have those contingency plans. Otherwise, you know, you're just foolish. You're foolish. You can't you can't just run through the NFL season without sustaining significant injuries. And the Arizona Cardinals just aren't prepared for it. But as far as their stars and as far as their position groups, like they do have, you know, starting caliber to star quality players at a bunch of different levels in this in this offense and defense, but they don't have like complementary pieces yet. They need to find those in order to kind of take advantage of having that star power in the that caliber of player on their team. Alex Clancy, Bob Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow him and Bob Brock. Follow me
0: at Clancy's Corner. Um, there are still free agents out there that the Cardinals could give money to to come have them come play football for them. Uh, we're going to talk about that list. Bo put out a list on Twitter a couple of days ago. It's dwindled a little bit since then. We're going to run down the remaining players. And as Bo Brock, for the 38th mock draft in a row, going to take Drake London <laughs> with the first round pick for the Arizona Cardinals at 23 overall. We'll talk about the final segment first, Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar. Okay. So there's a couple things. If you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you know that we love Bilt Bar. And not just because we are given Live reach to say, we truly enjoy this product, okay? New Year's resolutions, probably over, okay? But in this year, you can kind of stick to them a little bit longer with Bilt Bar, okay? You don't have to go to the candy bar, all right? You can go to a Bilt Bar. They're covered in chocolate, all right? They don't have the hundreds of calories that candy bars do. They have around 130. They don't have the 30 grams of sugar the candy bars do. They have like four grams of sugar. They have four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. It's everything you need. And they've got these puffs things now that are protein infused marshmallow that is covered in chocolate and it's good for you. True story. They're fluffy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. So you can move that candy bar out of the cabinet and replace it with built bars. And again, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. That's what you need. Okay. High fiber, low carb. That's what you need. Flavors are endless. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. uh, New for this month, white chocolate, cookies and cream. 17 grams of protein for something that tastes that good. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Second segment, Locked on Cardinals. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked on NFL. The Locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. Bo's got his rolling out today. Mine on Thursday with Tyler Rowland from Locked on Titans. Thursday's never been more fun with Tyler (laughs) and myself. So it's been a barren wasteland of signings by the Arizona Cardinals. Now, sure, give... Steve Kemp credit, I guess, for retaining Zach Ertz and James Conner. You know, Max Williams to a one-year deal, Dennis Gardeck, Michael Dogby. Like, okay, Um, it's unacceptable what's happened so far. It's unacceptable. I know he doesn't care what I think. Maybe he should care what people think because the hashtag DOI is in full effect. The definition of insanity, and this isn't even in the wheelhouse of normalcy for their insanity. This is taking it to another echelon outside of the ether of the definition of insanity, because they've legitimately sat their keister on their hand. So, you know what? Nothing's been a good fit yet or what? Like, and I want to revisit this really quickly. We're going to move to the list. Do you mm-hmm. think the players don't want to play for the Arizona Cardinals after what they saw towards the second half of last season? No, I, I don't, don't, It's not I rhetorical. Don't, I don't
1: think that's a factor. You don't, I really don't. And do you think it's I think, think it's, an an, I think it's
0: a, Kingsbury a factor.
1: no, Okay. I really don't I, I mean from everything we've heard people like playing for Cliff Kingsbury. They really do. I mean every player that's been in that locker room like there hasn't been anybody that's left this organization that has said anything negative about K2. Uh you know, we've seen a lot of people say some negative things about Steve Kime, but I don't think that it transcends, you know, it, the the organization and guys that have played for this organization and and bleeds out into Guys who are going, if, if the money's even, you know, I think the Arizona Cardinals still kind of have a leg up over, you know, let's say, you know, half of the organizations in this league. I mean, if you're looking at them versus LA, I mean, that's tough because people are, you know, there's the allure of of Hollywood and you know, playing in one of the biggest markets and getting to play for Sean McVay and, and you know, all the success that they've had during his tenure. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I don't think that there's a negative stigma. Surrounding this organization as much as want to, people want to buy into it. But, you know, it, it's, it's, I think it's just inactivity from the front office. I, I, what I would be intrigued by or really fascinated by is like, have they swung and missed? You know, there was Chandler Jones saying that he was, uh, he told Jordan Schultz that, you know, there's a couple teams in play and, uh, you know, including staying and in, he really thought about playing for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, but he was, you know, he, he liked the plan in place. He liked the $17.5 million, I think, the most because he chose to go play for the fourth-best team with the fourth-best quarterback in that division. Um, so even though he says he wants to win multiple rings, which is crazy. But, you know, I think that they're just they're bridesmaids right now, and that's not good. Like, you have to improve this roster. You do, because what Steve kime and Cliff Kingsbury especially have been able to hang their hat on is yearly improvement. And now it's just like there's really no, there's only one, like there's only two places to go, and it's, and I don't think it's the way that this team is built that there's going to be like some middle, like they're not going to finish eleven and six again, right? Do you do you get the sense that of that?
0: No, I mean I don't. It. What I don't understand, and I, I promise we'll get to the list here in a minute. What I don't understand is when you're that close. And you saw what the team was capable of. And I know that they've lost Chase Edmonds. I know they lost Christian Kirk to Christian Kirk, obviously a far more lucrative deal than the Cardinals would have paid. And Chase Edmonds was around there. I mean, he didn't get that much money, but they decided to move on. I'm sure they're going to draft a running back. When you got that close with this offense, Vance Joseph running the defense, everything seemed to work in synchronicity through 12 weeks. It's like, why wouldn't you try to maintain that fire Instead of watching it go out and starting over, like again, this isn't directly re signing Christian Kirk, re signing Chase Edmonds, but you saw what this team at full capacity was capable of. They were playing very good teams, winning games convincingly on the road against playoff teams, namely against you know AFC teams. And then, I mean, they beat the Rams at SoFi. Mm -hmm. Like, why, why is it just you know, you know what, let's take a beat and we'll. Well, you know, we'll we'll dive deep into you know the real crux of the issue, and let's figure out the players going to be. Per- Shut up! Go sign players, like everybody. And we'll let's hit the list right now. Bo. Bo brought this yeah. up on his Twitter at Bob Rack. and uh, there's one or two players that are off the list since he tweeted it out. But these are like Casey Hayward was one went to Atlanta. would have been a great fit for this defense.
1: He was okay, on there, but he was on my list. You know, wh- you know, but right early on, and and, and the key word here is notable um i'm I'm not looking for like the perfect fit i'm not talking about you know if they could get guys who are in their 20s and guys that could develop even more so find their prime years for the arizona cardinals i think that there are a few of those guys left but these are notable guys most of them are over 30 most of them kind of fit the criteria that steve keim has gone by the last two off seasons uh bringing back calais campbell akeem hicks would be a good guy to add to this defense stefan gilmore who we have pounded the table for lyle collins uh who's a versatile offensive lineman he's played some tackle he can play some guard melvin ingram at 32 could be an edge off off, uh guy for the arizona cardinals obj jarvis landry and then bobby wagner you can add julio jones to that list um you look at the corners backs out there like I, i think we can take patrick peterson off of there but like chris harris or Bryce Callahan who play more of an inside corner position for this team. Jason Verrett, who I know had another knee injury last year, but he, he bounced back with the Niners in 2020. Uh, you know, I think that the I, I don't like Steven Nelson by the way, I think he stinks. Um, but th- there are there are guys out Joe Hayden, you can add to this defensive secondary. and people like your your secondary becomes significantly better because he's a plug and play guy. He can start right away. He can play opposite Byron Murphy. And then these two projects that you have in Marco Wilson and Jeff Gladney can develop at a, a far more comfortable pace yeah. than just throwing them to the fire.
0: Yeah, far more natural pace. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Marco Wilson played fine, but it's like if you're relying on a fourth-round pick and you know Steve Keim was like, you know what? I traded up for him. Let's play him. I'm a genius. Like, this isn't a trend anymore. This is law. This is Steve Kime. I'm smarter than everybody long. And when you see the futility of signings so far, signings from other teams, and Jeff Gladney was cut. Okay, he wasn't a free agent. He did, His extension wasn't, didn't run out. The Cardinals haven't signed a free agent yet. They have not right. signed a free agent. And I know that's kind of splitting hairs, but when you have some sort of urgency, it shows. And the Cardinals don't, and Bo listed a, a bunch of names. Sign anybody that's played meaningful snaps in the secondary from another squad. It'll be an upgrade from what the Cardinals have now.
1: But he, here, here's the one thing that can you know, and I'm not trying to just uh, you know really spit shine this thing up because it, it, it's You're it's trying. way more. It, I it's just the it's just way more fun when when your team's active. It it just is. Yeah, and, and this this is like it would be unacceptable if they move forward without really making any significant moves. But the Tennessee Titans are the example that you can kind of take a, breathe a sigh of relief because there was a ton of, there was a massive void at tight end and the Titans did not aggressively pursue any of the top guys. A lot of them were franchise tagged. Some of the guys were, you know, obviously the Cardinals retained Zach hurts, but you know they were patient. Austin Hooper got released. He gets gobbled up by the by the Titans. They pull off a trade, six round pick for Allen Robinson. You know, just in in a two day span, you know, probably less than forty eight hours, is it John Robinson, the GM there, was able to completely turn around? You know, the Titans offseason just with a couple moves, a couple savvy moves. And Steve Kim, I think, is in the same exact position. Like if the Arizona Cardinals can can bring in bodies at edge and corner or wide receiver and, and you know not com- like i don't think anybody's out there that you would say hey i'm completely content with those positions going but you would put them in a much better position where this fan base would be relieved going into the draft and they wouldn't have just like a full-on void black hole void at those positions uh that they need to fill with first-year players because we know steve kimes draft history
0: Do something. Yeah. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, On Cardinals. Um, follow him. I had Bob Brock. follow me at Clancy's corner. Thank you to everybody who makes Lockdown Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Like, thank you very much. We appreciate it. We love doing this. And uh wouldn't there wouldn't be an us if there weren't a you. That sounds like a prom speech or something. Mm. Um, mock draft Monday is Bo going to be <laughs> the bane of my existence continuously by taking wide receiver, Drake London, from USC in the first round. Again, 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 again. We'll talk about it. Um, It's that time of year again. Listen, full disclosure, I am watching March Madness games as Bo talks because I never listen to him, but it's on TV. College basketball, March Madness. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball, man. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online where the game starts. To mock draft Monday. Uh, again, thank you for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen of the day. If you're an NHL fan – NHL trade deadline's on its way, and Locked On has over 20 NHL shows going live for you at 3 p.m. Eastern today. Find your favorite NHL team's Locked On podcast on YouTube. Uh, Locked On Coyotes, baby. Check it out. Uh, mock Draft Monday. Bo and I go over to our, uh, you know, go over to the TDN and do our little mocky draft here. Uh, Bo and I have remained pretty consistent with the first round path and where the Arizona Cardinals should go. I think even more so at this point where the Arizona Cardinals are and have done in free agency, they need to eat their vegetables. I'm going to let Bo go first because this is the most anticlimactic first pick. I would assume Bo did you
1: take wide receiver Drake London out of USC? I did give me the six foot four, 220 pound, just physical specimen as Kyler Murray calls him demon going out there, and he's going to play that that Z-wide receiver spot for the Arizona Cardinals that we saw A.J. Green play okay last season. Give me Drake London. Give me, give me, give me. And he just completely bolsters his Arizona Cardinals passing attack. Put him with DeAndre Hopkins. You've got James Conner back. Give me Drake London. And uh, I, I would be shocked if he's on the board at 23 for the Arizona Cardinals because uh, the team that just traded Devontae Adams is picking in front of them, and they're going to get probably a pretty good wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers uh, just to pick before the Cardinals are on the board. But uh, give me Drake London.
0: All right. Well, I mean, I guess I can't fault him too much um, because I'm keeping my same pick. It's going to be Zion Johnson out of Iowa, interior offensive lineman. The reason why now more than ever the Cardinals need to bolster through the offensive line is because the offensive firepower, as of right now, isn't close to where it was last year. So what Kyler Murray needs more than anything is time. And Kyler's going to get better. He's going to get better with his progressions. It's his third year. You know, this is something that when no, it's his fourth year. What am I talking about? When Kyler like really is going to, if Kyler's really going to hit that peak this year, he's going to need protection. And Zion Johnson is an absolute monster. And he's going to bolster the offensive line with DJ Humphries, Kelvin Beachum, and Mark uh, and uh Rodney Hudson and um it's going to be a huge move for the Cardinals at twenty-three overall, where they finally decide to eat their vegetables. I'm boring. throwing up because I know this isn't going to happen, and he's going to take a a kicker or something in the first round. But you know, it, that's I, I, a guy can dream. You know what I mean, But what, Who is your second round pick?
1: Uh, Filling another need here, at least adding to now a stable of young cornerbacks. Uh, Roger Roger McCreary, which is mm. interesting. It's he's your like boy. We talk about, he played awesome against Alabama. He, he played incredibly well in that game. And I think if he's there in the second round at 55th overall, the Arizona Cardinals will have a solid, you know, young cornerback group. The only problem is like young quarterbacks become toast far more often than not. Like they need a veteran presence in that room. But I think McCreary, you can't pass up on, on, on that uh, on that caliber of a prospect coming out of Auburn. Um, in, in like, I want to throw this out here and we'll probably talk about this later this week. Like we talk about Kyler Murray's extension, but now like this off season, like the Cardinals need to seriously extend. They can't let Jalen Thompson and Byron Murphy go the way of Christian Kirk and chase Edmonds four years and done and off to a big contract. They have to lock those guys up.
0: Yeah, they do. And
1: like way but like don't even talk like the Kyler Murray I don't care how you know what Eric Burkhart Kyler Murray's agent saying on Twitter like prior if you hopefully you've got a prioritized list like those guys should probably be ahead of them because Kyler Murray you've got him two more years if you if you under contract
0: yeah and i mean i think that the back end is set with Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson Jalen Thompson should definitely get another contract by the Cardinals they may have to overpay a little bit because even though he's one of the more um unknown names of impact makers in the NFL he will become known if he has another year this year like he did last year. You know, like, it's it, it's going to be... And Byron Murphy as a, wider, as a CB2, like, they've got pieces here, but they need more adults in the room. And maybe not 35-year-olds. Like, adult could mean 27, okay? Adult could mean 28. You don't have to wait until a guy's over 30 to, to sign him, Steve Kime. This roster, we know, is still a... Raw, just ball of dough. And they need to figure out what that ball of dough is going to turn into. Now, my second pick, Kenneth Walker, running back, Michigan State. No brainer if he's there in the second round. I feel like if you have a guy that can be the complement to James Conner, because remember, James Conner was the offense last year. He was the focal point of the offense, especially after DeAndre Hopkins went out. The offense ran through James Conner. If you can have a second guy to where they could, you know, have 60-40 touch share, regardless of if Kenneth Walker comes in and is a is an impact maker right away and have James Conner be 40% of the touches. I have no problem with paying him as much as they paid him if he can score, you know, 15 touchdowns next year. You know, there are two guys that have to be accounted for. Kyler Murray is great with the running backs. Like, I feel like it's a no-brainer with a running back in the second round. Who did and yeah. and and I feel like you'd agree with me there because if Kenneth Walker's there. More times than not, you're going to take him if your favorite corner's not there for the Cardinals to
1: take. Yeah, and that's the money round. I mean, if you look at the top ten in rushing yards each and every season, it's just littered with second round picks. It's that's just the money round to do it. People don't want to do it with the the first round money. You're just overpaying at that position. Second round, it seems to be where you can kind of that's the sweet spot. Um, Nick Benito from Oklahoma, pass rusher, edge, six four. 250 uh, ish. Um, I think that he'd be. I mean, that's it's that's where I'm going need.
0: Bo, who did I take in the third round?
1: Did you take him? Oh my god!
0: Yeah, and you know what? I looked around, and there in the third round, like at least for the um, you know for the for the mock drafts, there was a slew of tight ends available, mm-hmm. a slew of tight ends that will make an impact immediately. Big schools, and I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? With how tight ends are being moved around this year, you know, nowadays, like, is it something to think about where if a guy is 6'5", and he's a, he's a Zach ertz type, like, and you have a Zach Ertz, uh, Dallas Goddard kind of situation where you can really line them up anywhere, and the price point's gonna be a lot less for a tight end. Like, would you think about taking a tight end in the first handful around as we sit here and we, and
1: we plead we're like tears streaming from our face we're on on our knees and we're looking up to steve Kime and those massive jowls and we're saying hey please make a move please just add anybody on this roster when i look at this roster the tight end is probably the the, the position group i'm most comfortable with so probably not i mean i hear what you're saying and you have to be active i think next off season is when you really look at a at a, at a young tight end um I, I like Max Williams and Zach Ertz. I know the the injury history and stuff is there, but you know it's it's you've got the blocking from Max and you've got the playmaking from from Ertz. Um, I'd probably pass on that. I think that there's just the edge in the corner in the in the in the wide receiver spot. It's just so necessary to to start to fix those position groups.
0: No, agreed. I just I thought it'd be fun to bring out. Uh, so yeah, I mean, none of that matters. Like if there is a strain on need going into the draft and you're thinking drafting a player and having them be ready to play immediately and you have to have them play immediately, mm-hmm. that is a recipe for failure. Like you're not going to have like Justin Jefferson. It took a while. Justin Jeff, mm-hmm. like you can't compare Justin Jefferson. To, look at everybody else that failed.
1: I don't, I don't think you can say like why receivers are coming to play in their first year for
0: every Justin Jefferson, there's a Denzel Mims, and there's a T. Higgins who didn't really show until his second year. I mean, he looked midway through the, his, his rookie year. Until well, he had the, really- he was giving
1: up routes to A.J. Green. Yeah. He, was, he had another rookie quarter. He had a rookie quarterback in there in Joe Burrow. I mean, I I think T. Higgins he came alive in the in the second half of that season. The, the you know Cliff Kingsbury likes to get him incorporated. He's the anti Vance jo- uh, Vance Joseph. He likes to incorporate his young guys. I just think that there are guys that are going to be ready to play. The last three drafts have shown that. I, I'm more comfortable with that than than you are.
0: Fair enough. Uh, it's about powerful. the core. Steve Kahn, go sign somebody. Alex Nanty Bobo's lock the Cardinals. We'll talk God. to you tomorrow. <laughs>